Earth Day 2022 is around the corner on April 22nd, and the theme is Invest in Our Planet. There's no better way to invest in the planet than to join the fight against climate change. The United Nations has launched a climate action campaign called Act Now to help us all do our part. They outline 10 impactful actions we can do. There's even an app. Go to un.org backslash act now to learn more. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. And welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with celebrity endorsements, my big fat Greek wedding 20 years later, and welcome to Pound Town. <laughs> what a range. <laughs> Leave them guessing, wondering what right? the hell that means. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So off the top, Tea Time is checking in with celebrity endorsements. First up, pretty big news, especially for... Us at Tea Time that love makeup and also love Olivia Rodrigo is Olivia Rodrigo is Glossier's first celebrity ambassador, which is really cool. Honestly, a pretty good fit. Um, they're like targeting the younger audience. She's extremely popular. Also has that like very cool natural makeup, like no makeup, makeup look really mm-hmm. down. So they are clearly uh, trying new things because in January, as you guys remember, they lay off maybe like a third oh, yeah. of their employees. So they're like big swings what? with Olivia Rodrigo now. Um, she is going to work with the brand on new products. Um, cool. And a curate, there's a curated makeup set on Glossier.com. If you guys want to check that out, there's basically it's like what are her favorite products on that website. And she really loves the boy brow. And the ultra lip, 
and um, the Pro Tip Eyeliner. So honestly, great picks because I do like all three of those. But yeah, they're going to partner for uh, other things like, I don't know, new launches, kind of the brand vision, which is pretty cool. Honestly, might get me back into buying Glossier. What do you guys think? Yeah, I made the mistake. Here's the thing about Glossier is like, their concealer lasts forever, like those little pots of concealer. (laughs) And it lasts especially long if you buy it on sale in like early Mm -hmm. 2020 and then you stop wearing makeup (laughs) for two years. And I was like thrilled that I, you know, got the right shade. I was like, I love this concealer. But then like I've had this, this little pot of concealer for like going on like three years now. Mm. And I'm like, I need to replace it. But like, there's so much of it left. And like, it's getting a little gooey. Like you can just tell that like, I need a new one, but also, so anyway, my tip is Glossier great, but like, don't buy it and then stop wearing makeup for two years. Their makeup does last an extremely long time. I have a lot of products in my makeup drawer just hanging out. A lot of their lip colors, like this ultra lip I have. I do have that cloud paint also that will last me until I die. They'll put it on my corpse to inject some color back into my face. Like it lasts (laughs) I have owned that for so long. (laughs) Haven't made a dent. Okay, what's the next celebrity endorsement? I did not come up with any celebrity endorsements this week, so I just took the one that no one wanted, uh, which is pretty on brand for Miss Rita Ora, who is the new face of Prada. And apparently they want to make the brand edgy. So that's what they said when they signed her for five million pounds. Um, Which the funny part, it's like, okay, fine. She's not the most edgy person, but like, I guess, sure. Uh Uh, and what was funny was I was reading this on the daily mail and I scrolled down. I was like, let's find out what the people think about Rita Ora X Prada. And one commenter goes, that's it. I'm done with Prada. They're a brand for useless goons. Now, I guess I'm like, okay, first of all, Mr. Daily mail comment section, like how much Prada were you buying before? Like, are you going to be making a big dent in their business since you are clearly spending your time in this comment section, hating on Rita Ora? Nothing also, makes okay, me want to like defend someone. What's wrong someone. with Rita Ora? Okay, but Wait. I agree. But also like, what's with Rita Ora? Like why? Her? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we can't do better. You can't do like, I don't know. Zoe Kravitz for Prada. Like she's edgier than Rita Ora. Oh, right? Interesting. It's yeah. like fashion wise. Oh, I think Rita Ora is pretty edgy. You know, she's always like the, like the, like what is the, the Daily Mail? They love her. And they're like, she's showing off some underboob in a... Clearly the commenters don't love her, but yeah. yeah. I felt like this was kind of random, but what do I know? I know nothing about fashion. Me either. She doesn't seem like she's the most like high fashion person alive, but it's fine. So yeah, I I immediately, as soon as I read that, I was like, I actually will defend Rita Ora with my life against (laughs) this comment section. So yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, nothing will like make me pivot more than than an angry uh, largely male comment section. So, um, yeah, I'm into that now. Go read Aura. I will okay, start buying team. Prada for you. Great. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> okay. What's the next one? Okay. We learned that Kim Kardashian, she went on this, you know, I've never heard of this podcast, but I guess they do a lot of Kardashian stuff because I, this is the second time, um, I've seen it referenced the not skinny but not fat podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian came on. Kim, come on to D time. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> but she said that she never wore underwear until she invented Skims, which is just like, it's a great brand endorsement for Skims, obviously. It is. It is. Um, right? She said that she declared, I never wore underwear until we invented this style, referring to her brand's dipped front thong, which sells for $18. Um, she said, I was a non-underwear kind of girl for a long time just because they bothered me. So for a good 
last few years, I just wouldn't wear underwear. And now I do. And I'm obsessed. So listen, risky (laughs) risky for anyone, but especially risky for a celebrity who's getting in and out of cars and dresses and photographed all the time. Like, I just don't believe that for that specific reason. Okay, wait. Also, like, is this actually an endorsement of scams? Or do you want to be buying your underwear from someone who really knows underwear and has worn underwear their whole life right. and knows well, it like the back true. of your hand? That For is someone true. to come in who never wears underwear and there's an- And uh, be like, Amelia. I invented the thong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you remember in the most recent Kardashians, Hulu, Reboot, whatever, they talked about this thong that she's <laughs> referencing. And Chloe's like, it's too thin. It's, I hate it. You have to make it wider and large, like, you know, oh, just right. more yes. coverage. Right. Because- this girl's never wearing underwear. She doesn't know what it's like. <laughs> that's that is so true. true. That's a good point. Well, that is a that's an awesome point. And also, I'm now I'm actually reading the entire page six article that this is from. <laughs> but she <laughs> talked to Kara Delavine for a 2015 interview with the Evening Standard, and she said, "See, this is contradictory." She said, "I only just started wearing underwear a month ago, 2015, and I never wore underwear until then. I like hanky panky underwear, and then." She replied to Cara Delevingne, who's made a comment about crotchless shapewear. And she said, oh, the ones where you can pee, but I always pee all over my Spanx. It's a disaster. They aren't crotchless enough. So what is the truth? Does she what consider Spanx not to be underwear, I guess? I, I guess. I, don't, I guess some of them confusing. aren't. I guess, but I'm confused. It's a thin line. It, it, it really is. Regardless, Amelia and I will still spend our money on scams, unfortunately. But. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Last one. Last okay. One. Um. Yes. Last one. Everyone knows Coachella. The first weekend uh, happened last weekend. The second weekend is uh, this coming uh, weekend. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure if you are, you know, into influencer style at all, you've heard of Revolve, which is just a hub for fashion. And um, I guess they hold this thing called Revolve Festival, which is separate from Coachella, but it's on the same weekend and influencers are shipped out and they do their thing and then they go to Coachella. Anyway, people are comparing this to the Fire Festival because... Um, You know, they have all these influencers and celebrities coming. They had they were like, we have Kendall Jenner's tequila brand. There's going to be performances by Post Malone, Jack Harlow and Willow Smith, blah, blah, blah. And now people are saying, well, guess what? This wasn't fun because you didn't give us the right directions for this mini festival. And now we're circling the parking lot and we don't know where to go. So that was issue one. And then. Turns out uh, an influencer named Bunny Barbie. I love how um, (laughs) creative they're getting with their names nowadays. She said she had a VIP wristband, and this is from Delisted, but still had to wait two hours in line before boarding the bus back from the Revolve Festival. She said that people were rushing the bus and she and her friends were almost trampled. Yeah, there was a lot. This bus issue hap- I saw a lot of on TikTok. Like there, all of them were waiting for hours in the hot sun. It gets so oh, hot over there. Sure. There's no water, no shade, no nothing. It's not um, good. I know. No, it's not. But they came out with a statement. Did you see that? They apologized. Oh, okay. Well, well that's Thank you. I get kind of too late, but okay. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know. It feels like logistically, perhaps not that hard, but I don't know. I've never planned anything (laughs) like this. I should plan one and see what Liz Kelly would never mess up the bus system, is what she's saying. I actually wouldn't. I planned many of buses in college. 
never mess up one. But anyway, yeah, disaster. Should we move on? Next category? Let's do it. Okay, actually speaking of Coachella, we're doing yeah. this week in social media, relationship news, not worth the tea. Go ahead, Kate. Timothy Chalamet went to Coachella. Of course he did. Mm. And several things here. The, there's a headline and then there's, I, I think people buried the lead here a little bit and I want to talk to you guys about it. But long story short, he was seen kissing a model at Coachella and it was on Dumois. It was like all over Twitter mm. and people identified her as a Nigerian model and activist, Sarah Talabi. She's a mm. twin. And Sarah, first of all, uh, talked to page six and had just a lot of very, I think unintentionally funny things to say. First of all, she said, I was at Coachella this weekend, as well as the Revolve Festival and a few other private parties. That was me in the photos. My twin sister, Leah Talabi, was there too. So like they dressed the same and they both went. So I love, first of all, I love that like it could have been either of them. Like, I just Mm -hmm. think that's funny. Mm -hmm. She goes, we were all just hanging out and vibing with the music. It was the greatest night of my life. Like why? But why? Wow. You know? Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it Timmy or like, was it also just the greatest (laughs) night? I just have questions about why it was the greatest Mm -hmm. night of your life. Then she goes, everyone is asking me if I was kissing at Timothy Chalamet at Coachella. And that is a good question. It's like, yeah, it is. Whoa. But a great question would be asking our world leaders why the earth is now losing 1.2 trillion tons of ice each year due to global warming and why climate crisis reform has been completely ineffective. I encourage you to contact your local representatives and ask them that instead. Oh my God. So a really good deflection by her. Um, Amazing. The ultimate deflection. She had the greatest sign of her life. She made out with Timothy Chalamet. And then she also just snuck in a little bit of climate change activism there, which is great. Um, So yeah, love that. Seems fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. Seems like they both had the greatest night of their life, maybe. Hmm. However, here's what I found when I was looking through these articles about Timmy and Sarah Talabi. Timothy Chalamet was in the VIP section of Neon Carnival. He was with her. He was with a bunch of other Victoria's Secret models. More importantly, he was there with Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby Maguire. Is Ooh. Timothy Chalamet the newest member of the Pussy Posse? Yes. Oh Is this Pussy Posse 2022, like the J Junior Varsity <laughs> edition? Are they inspiring future generations to follow in their footsteps? Do they know oh. each other? Are they friends? Is there... Uh, like it's been hazed. Is there some sort of yeah. ceremony? They're, they're like, inducting a new member. Right. Which actually, wow. of course, like he is so primed for like it's this perfect. pussy posse I'm happy spot. for him. He really is. He's got like the, you know, I mean, he's essentially to a degree <laughs> dating a ton of models, much like mm-hmm. Leo uh, has like, you know, the early career yeah. Oscar nomination prestige mm-hmm. uh, stuff. I mean, he's much younger and, you know, I hope that he settles down a little bit earlier, possibly. But uh, I was like, as soon as I read this, I was like, that makes sense, actually. That mm-hmm. makes Kate, a lot of as, sense. As a Timothy Stan, would you be disappointed if he went the route of the pussy posse? You know, I mean, what was he before he was having dinner with like his best friend, Kid Cudi and Kanye West and like yeah. Pete Davidson. So like a... I mean, it's just varying levels of evil, right? Like, <laughs> it's he's not like he, he has a friend group that I feel amazing about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't love this. I would but say possibly, he's a, but he's a big theory, yacht guy, fun. right? He is. Yeah, <laughs> the pictures of him and uh, Lily Rose Depp on the yacht. Is, yeah, I feel oh, yeah, like I if you're part of the those. pussy posse, you gotta love a yacht. Gotta love a yacht. Gotta love like a city bike. I can't um, believe how many times we said that word. Yeah, city bike. In this- no, Amelia. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Pussy Posse on, yes. on oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, oh, sorry. Yes. It's just an official brand, you know? 
It is. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just think this is huge news. I think we need to keep an eye on on him and and this frifriendship. Okay, yeah, great. Except they're so shadowy. I can I barely see Leonardo DiCaprio anywhere. Yeah, they're, so they're shadowy. I do, I do have sure. a feeling. I have a feeling they were just like in proximity and like weren't yeah. really like hanging out. Yeah, uh, but funny. I'm manifesting something here. Okay, yeah, good. well, if you see Timothy Chalamet start talking about crypto, you know it's yeah, oh boy, it's you know that's probably it's inevitable. Let's face it. <laughs> Okay, next one in relationship news is, okay, so this is, there's a piece of news, but there's actually a reason I brought this up. So Sophia Ritchie is engaged now as of this week, which is just great to a man named Elliot Grange. They have been dating for about a year and Elliot Grange is the son of Universal Music Group, the CEO. Um, Mm. And so that they have been friends for years. Obviously, he like is in a certain circle with her um, and is also really close to her brother, Miles. Okay, but that's not why I bring this up. This on itself is like, okay, great. Happy for you guys. But Scott Disick posted on Instagram him on not a yacht, but like some boat in Miami right after they got engaged and said, in the 305, just call me Good Luck Chuck. And if you guys recall yeah. the movie Good Luck Chuck, it's where all of his ex-girlfriends, they Wait. actually find like true love. After Wait, sleeping I'm a Good Luck Chuck. I'm four for four. Really? Yeah. Oh my Everyone God. I've ever had a relationship has married or gotten engaged to the person they dated after me. Scott Disick I'm- and I are in an incredibly exclusive oh. club. First you should of all, get together with Scott Disick. I cannot believe you just disclosed private info or like personal info about yourself on this podcast. I'm so I mean, happy I didn't and thrilled. name names. <laughs> if you want me to go like year by year, I can, but yes. wow. I'm literally four for four. Wow. <laughs> so Scott, oh listen, if we want I'm just saying like, what would happen if I dated Scott Disick? Would we both then find the love of our lives? Do we need to yeah. somehow yeah. make this happen? It's too much power in it's one in one couple. That's I think the world so would explode. Funny. I didn't wow. know that. Hilarious. Scott, incredible. Same, yeah. I didn't, I was prepared to check out as soon as you mentioned Scott Disick. I'm glad that I paid attention no. to that. <laughs> I'm happy you stayed. Yeah, that's all I had to say was like, he has wow. a sense of humor about these things as usual. Wow. You Thank must, you, Scott. you have to, you know, Kate. you have to. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kate. Okay, next one. There was a big Rihanna rumor this week Mm -hmm. and it happened late on Thursday, which was after we recorded. So immediately I believed it because all the important things happen directly after we record. There was a rumor that ASAP Rocky cheated on Rihanna with her friend and shoe designer, Amina Muadi. So I, I didn't look much into it. I was like, of course we missed this huge piece of relationship news on a tea time day. Classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, it was, you know, it was circulated all over social media, et cetera, et cetera. But in about 24 hours, it was proven to be false. Noah TMZ came out with a thing was like Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are like on their way to, you know, Barbados together. They're mm. perfectly happy. This didn't happen. People kind of started looking into any sources that were cited. Um, and it was a, a fashion influencer named Louis Pisano who started this rumor. Louis. And uh, ultimately, they like tweeted out an apology. They were like, I made a dumb decision to tweet some information I'd received. Uh, I'm not going to cite my sources or blame others, but like Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done it. The shoe designer also came out with a statement that was like, basically, like, we don't like to address rumors, but like, let Rihanna live her life. And that is what I would Mm -hmm. like to say is we have to stop making up rumors about Rihanna that come from nothing. First, you know, back in the day, it was like who she's dating. 
is she dating Drake? Is she not dating Drake? She is dating Drake. She's not dating Drake. Then it was new music. You know, it was like every couple months. It was like Rihanna's working on an album. Then it was the pregnancy rumors. Like every couple months, it was like Rihanna's pregnant. And now that she is pregnant and she is happy with someone and, you know, she's not working on new music. <laughs> she is. Uh, now this, I'm like, can we just stop making up shit about Rihanna? Because everyone immediately believes it, which like, I guess I am. I am part of the problem because I also believe this without looking into it. Uh, for a short amount of time. But it's just like every day there's a new rumor that's false about Rihanna that just didn't need to be made up. And it's hard for me to think of another celebrity that has this level of like constant rumor mill where it's like Mm -hmm. has no basis in reality. People just make shit up. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know why. I guess we just love to talk about Rihanna. Uh, (laughs) But just we just got to stop, you know, just let her live her life. Especially now. Let her live. You know, like, she's pregnant. This is why Kylie hid in a room for her first pregnancy. It was normally like, just let her be, please. And let us live our lives, you know? I can't be, (laughs) I can't be, like, getting worked up about fake stuff about Rihanna every day. It's exhausting. (laughs) It's exhausting. Yeah. True. Okay, last one. Um, Relationship news, I think. Yes. I always feel, like, weird reporting about children. I mean, she's not a child. She's 20. But, um, you know, I mean, she's, it's, the thing is, is, like, her dad became president. You know, it's not any fault of her own that she is in the public eye. So, uh, but this is happy news. This is happy news because it seems like uh, Sasha Obama, who is my favorite Obama daughter, um, has a new (laughs) boyfriend. Of two. Of two. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. For Malia, damn. Um, Love Malia too. I do. I love them both. But I just, Sasha, she just like, I remember seeing her in her little pea coat on inauguration day being like, oh my God, she's so cute. (laughs) Anyway, it seems like Sasha Obama and Clifton Powell Jr., a former college basketball player who now works as a commercial director, have reportedly begun seeing each other um, after Sasha moved to Los Angeles to study at USC because she had transferred from the University of Michigan. Uh, And this uh, Clifton Powell Jr. is the son of Ray actor Clifton Powell, who I'm guessing is Clifton Powell. Senior, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is in page six. But I just I thought this was sweet news. They have a picture of him. He's really cute. So good for you, Sasha Obama. Yeah, yeah. and she's also really cute. So they make a very cute couple. And very it's just like, couple. yeah, I'm just like, this is great. I love this. Like, what a beautiful couple. Yeah, that was a nice you know? way to end that category. I appreciate that, Amelia. Hey, anytime. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, Shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles. 
because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, we're moving on to cringe mode. This week on The Ringer was rom-com week, uh, where there's a lot of great content on there. I'd highly recommend it. But we are going to cover my big fat Greek wedding. It's a 20-year anniversary. We, Amelia and I are obsessed with this movie. Kate, I think, watch it for the first time. Um, Amazing. Kate, would you like to do the plot? Sure, I can give it a shot. This movie, I'll get into it. It was not what I, about what I thought it was about. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, I, in a good way, in a fine way. So Tula is uh, a young Greek woman who has a very overwhelming family. She lives in Chicago. They run a restaurant. She's just kind of grown up and been a little bit resentful, I think, of her roots and her culture and kind of her overbearing parents. Mm. And she meets this guy. What's his name? Like Greg? What's his Ian name? Ian Miller. Ian. <laughs> I heard that guy. No idea where I got Greg. Sorry. Um, His name's Ian. He's not Greek. (laughs) Sorry. And basically they like sneak around. They date. She's not supposed to date someone who isn't Greek. She's, you know, still living with her parents and trying to hide it from them. Ultimately, they get engaged. They fall in love. Not in that order. They fall in love. They get engaged. Uh, And basically the whole movie is them sort of uh, getting accepted by her family and him sort of being uh, having some culture shock being injected into this like Greek world. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all about their wedding and, and their love. And it's pretty simple, actually. Not like a ton of some like, you know, no. classic, uh, series of unfortunate events oh, go on true. here. Classic but, hijinks. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, be- but yeah, cute movie. Yeah. And before we get into the highlights, I do want to actually highlight Allison Herman's article on The mm. Ringer. It's 20 Years Married, How My Big Fat Greek Wedding Became a Smash Hit. Just delightful. Talked to a lot of great people. Very well done. So this is more about the movie itself. And then you should go and read that afterwards. Okay, let's do the highlights. Yeah, you know, just kind of going off of Kate's lovely description, I think this movie is just, it really is so well done in every way. I mean, I got, ex- I, had, I had watched, rewatched this movie probably like six months ago, randomly. Because oh. <laughs> um, it's literally 90 minutes, um, which again, you know, love that. We love uh, it. Yeah. And and was so excited to watch it again for this because it is just, again, it's so well done in every way possible. It's the time, the story, the characters, the narration. Uh, just, I don't, there's, it's Start everything to is finish, wonderful. Awesome Start movie. Start to finish, love awesome it. movie, no yeah. notes. Notes. Agreed. Agreed. Kate? Yeah, I opened up this outline 
and there were like seven highlights and no lowlights. <laughs> I was like, okay, for the sake of content, I'm going to have to like do some yeah. balancing here. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a hater. But uh, one of my highlights is that I love, first of all, you know, we love a movie makeover, but I also love an efficient makeover. Like yes. she's mm-hmm. not, you know, I, she, I, she doesn't change that much about herself. It's more mm-hmm. like, you know, she puts on contacts and she learns how to do her hair. She yeah. learns what curl cream is. Like, you know, right. she stops brushing it. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just like a good, simple, but effective movie makeover. Yes. And the great thing about this movie makeover is that she does it on her own. And it's mm-hmm. not some like hairstylist pal being like, we're going to fix you up or like a fun loving <laughs> butler being like, we'll get you to be a princess now. It's like actually just her in her bathroom trying these things. And she wants to do it on her own because, she, you know, she wants to put herself out there more. She wants to be mm-hmm. happy. There's this great moment where she like, you know, it, earlier in the movie, it flashes to her in elementary school where all these dumb kids are making fun of her like, quote, like smelly lunches. And then she goes to school to learn more about computers in this movie. And she like sits her ass down at a group full of blondes and is like, hi, can I sit here? And they're all so nice. And they're like awesome to her. And I just love it. I love her bettering herself just for herself. Yeah. Also like sort of, you know, they start out at the same place as like Anne Hathaway and the Princess Diaries where they have the big bushy curly hair and the glasses and the brows. But she doesn't straighten her hair. You know, she doesn't get rid of the brows. Like she still looks like very Greek and like she's embracing like her features and her hair, Mm -hmm. like and just kind of enhancing them. Yeah. And I like that she didn't sort of totally abandon that and sort Mm -hmm. of in favor of this like life changing makeover. It's just kind of like she learned how to work with what she has, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Agreed. Also on that note, I love, you know, we love a makeover, but and also montages, like the dating montage where yeah. the, all those Greek <laughs> guys come over. It, it's subtle, but it's um, really funny. It's really funny. And then also there are so many great quotes in this movie. I mean- Too many. I, it, too many. I found myself even mouthing along really <laughs> unremarkable lines like, I love her dad. He's so funny. He's like, why you want to leave me? <laughs> when she's I, like asking to go to school or something. My sister and I still, when we get together, we like, you know, your collarbone <laughs> and we go like, I could snap you like a chicken. We do that all the time. It's so quotable for oh, me to so start quotable. Movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I... And so this was a staple in the Kelly household. Amelia, I know me and you, this movie goes way back for us. So we love it. I have yeah. watched this, I mean, upwards of maybe 50 times at this point. <laughs> so I, and it good. never goes wrong. I never. always like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, you guys mentioned all the quotes and I was, I was ready to just let you like take this over. But <laughs> there was one quote that I thought was really funny and very relatable where she's like very quietly to her mom after she introduces this guy is like, I love him. And her mom's like, oh, Tula, eat something. <laughs> Like, honestly, it's worth a shot. It's like one yeah. of those where it's like, do, do my friends hate me or do I need to go to sleep? Like, do I love him or like, do yes. I just need to eat lunch? It could go either way. It That's could go either really way. funny. Agreed. Yeah. Also, what I love about this romance in this movie is that it's so easy. It doesn't have to be all complex and complicated with this. Like, they do have a meet cute, I will say, but it's not like made from the gods. Like, he comes to the restaurant a couple months later or whatever. He's eating a hot dog and happens to st- like stare at her at a window when she's working <laughs> at the travel agency. And it just, and he just comes in and then they're like laughing. And then eventually he's like, You want to get dinner? And she's like, Yeah. And that's it. And then they go to dinner and then they fall in love. And it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be so complex. It's really nice. Yes. 
on that note, totally agree. The whole thing is very low key. And like, obviously, you know, they have the families to complicate things. So I guess that's yeah. why they themselves in this movie are shown to be like very sort of chill and and not wanting to complicate things. But like the proposal, like he just proposes to her in bed. Like he's like, you want to marry me? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And then like after the wedding, they have, you know, she has, is like, oh, you know, my aunts did my hair and my cousins did my makeup. And she just kind of looks and feels ridiculous. And mm-hmm. they're just laughing about it, like in the limo afterwards, like the chillest bride of all time. She's like wiping it <laughs> off. She's like, he's like, you look like a big frosted cupcake. She just laughs <laughs> like they're just having a good time laughing at sort of this, you know, any any sort of snafus uh, that have happened along the way, which is just great. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I just added one last thing because I, all the little one-off characters, like the grandma Mm -hmm. who just, she doesn't really even have any lines. Like she just says like, you Turks or something. And they, like they brought her over from Greece and now she lives with us. And she's always trying to escape, um, which I love. And and like there's the neighbor has to bring her back. And uh, she's just fine. And then it's, she's also sweet. Like when she, the night before the wedding, she shows Tula her own wedding photo and like the little mm-hmm. wreath around uh, her head and I was just like this is so cute I know we really had to dive deep for these low lights you could tell that we're just like it was it was literally empty when I opened up the outline like everything <laughs> else was filled in I know um okay so this, I went on a journey with this movie first of all my first low light was like I the fact that I don't have Greek food in front of me at this moment mm-hmm. And specifically when his parents show up for this dinner to like, they thought it was going to be this quiet dinner introducing his parents to her parents and they pull up to the house and it's like every single member of her extended Greek family, like dancing around a hog roast. And first of all, I was like, I'm hungry. Second of all, I was like, if if you show up for like something that you thought was going to be a boring, awkward dinner, and it turns out to be like a super lit hog roast party (laughs) outside, like that's... An improvement. Can we not act like this is like a huge issue? Like that's. I know there's such. I would be thrilled. You know. Agreed. (laughs) Okay, here's my biggest low light, and this is absolutely a me problem. This is not a problem with this movie. I 100% thought this movie took place in Greece and was all about a wedding. Like I dialed this up, and I was like, ready for some under the Tuscan sun, like Mamma Mia vacation movie vibes and not like them going on vacation, (laughs) like me going on vacation while I'm watching it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it started out and I was like, okay, like, oh, like we're, you know, they haven't even met yet. Like I, for some reason I thought it started out, they were like an established couple. No. So first half hour, I'm like, okay, they have to meet, they have to get together, whatever. Then, you know, they get engaged. I'm like, okay, like, cool. Great. Like, when are we going to Greece? And then she shows up, she shows up at the school and she's like, let's just run away. Like, let's just elope. Let's go to Turks and Caicos, not Turks and Caicos, wherever she says, like whatever islands. And I'm like, oh, now they're going to Greece. Like they're going to elope in Greece. And then the family's going to come too. And then it's like, no. And then the last half hour, this wedding takes place at the Chicago church. And I finally Mm -hmm. was forced to accept like this movie does not take place in Greece. They never go to Greece. It's in Chicago the entire time. You uh, were you thought that long into the movie that they were there percent. Greece? I was waiting wow. for them to go to Greece. I don't know if That's I funny. I saw a picture or the mm. poster or I don't know. I for something mm. about me thought that this movie, the wedding took place in Greece. Uh That's really funny. and it doesn't. So, you know, Chicago's fine, but I did have to adjust my <laughs> expectations in the last five that minutes of this problem. movie. Yeah. Uh yeah. This is also maybe a me problem. And I had to, again, dig deep. And I don't even know that I mean this, but we had to fill this category out. Sometimes, and I keep wanting to call him Aiden, John Corbett's 
long, luscious locks. He gets a blowout for the wedding that I find kind of humorous. And (laughs) in general, his hair is down to his shoulders. And it works sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. I'm just going to say that. And I think one of you at least disagrees. I do disagree. I think this is a highlight. He has great hair (laughs) and he's had great hair and everything. However, the low light and the one time it doesn't work for me is when he's at the school and he has these like creepy little glasses on when he's (laughs) teaching. And like his hairline is a little bit far back and it like is kind of giving founding father in that moment. You know, like, thank you. It's a little bit like Benjamin Franklin (laughs) energy. (laughs) Like when he has the glasses and like the little bit receding hairline and then like the long hair. I was like, you look like you look like you're at the signing of the Constitution. So that was the only time that it didn't work for me. Um, okay, wait. I'm happy you brought up the teacher aspect because I want to talk to you about this. And I also want to talk to the listeners. If any of you guys are teachers, please let me know. I'm fascinated by this trope in movies. Okay. Fucking every movie I watch where one of the people, especially a rom-com, is a teacher, the love interest, the random person that is not a teacher, does not work in that school, always is barging in, walking through the doors, no problem, goes to their classroom, is like staring in the little glass, the small glass that, you know, sees the teacher, Mm -hmm. the teacher, in this case, it's John Corbett. And she does this to him too. Tula comes to the school. He looks, he's like, oh, everybody read for a couple minutes. And then he like walks out, they're in the classroom. I just rewatched Fever Pitch. Drew Barrymore came over like a thousand times to that school. (laughs) So this is probably an unanswerable question, but like, is that realistic? Can you just like walk into any high school and just- Maybe not nowadays, but I think back then you could. In when I my mom used to work the welcome desk, she used to volunteer at the welcome desk, and you had to like sign people in. They had to like oh, be right. called in ahead of time. Yeah, and I mean it's really cute as like a, a little scene and a trope, but yeah. I mean, I guess it probably depends in. on the school, and you probably can get in, but like you, I think it has to be like kind of premeditated. You know, yeah. like I think it it's probably takes casual. some working around. Everybody's yeah. dropping around and just like interrupting classes, and they have to like randomly read <laughs> materials for a couple minutes. It's bizarre. Anyway. Okay, let's do what is age the best and the worst, Kate. Uh, What is age the worst is me cutting off the exact (laughs) hair that Tula, Nia rocks in this movie. I was just watching and I was like, oh, the curls, they look so good. They're so healthy and long. And I very purposely... rid myself of this exact hair. So you did. You bleached your hair. It's not it as well, it's it is fine. beautiful and it's cool. It's been but. a journey. Uh but I did watching this, I was like, ooh, that's tough. That <laughs> I do miss it a little bit. That's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> she rocks funny. beautiful hair. A lot she, of people. It looks hair incredible on her. Yeah. 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 Amelia? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm still thinking about your Benjamin Franklin comment. I just <laughs> I, now I want him in ben, John Corbett as Benjamin Franklin in he could Benjamin do it Franklin he now. could do uh, it totally. Let's do it Showtime. Um, okay, I thought the best in best aging the best and worst uh, is this this movie. Come on, truly, it's perfect. I had no low lights because I couldn't think of anything because okay, it is he didn't. <laughs> I literally, I was like, I can't, no, no, this movie is so perfect. It's so good. Every minute of it, I love. So, yeah. Yeah, this was definitely a cringe mode, like, for us. And then, you know, we Mm -hmm. do some, I don't even know which way we do for them. (laughs) But yeah, this was, like, a treat to ourselves. Yeah. I was really searching for something that is, like, 
you know, some technology that's aged really badly. And maybe because like what makes it, you know, 2002 about it. And there is not a lot of technology in this movie for me to base it off, which maybe then proves my point. Like this is a 2002 movie. Only thing, you know, is like she works at a travel agency. She, the two other, her cousins can't work there because they don't know how to work a computer. Things like that. But otherwise, pretty timeless across Mm. the board. Yes. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Okay. MVP. This was hard for this movie, but let's do it. Yeah. I said Nia Vardalos, who is Tula in the movie. You know, she this was this was all her. She wrote it. It was from a one woman show that she did. And it was based on her life um, and her experiences marrying a non-Greek man who is the actor Ian Gomez, who plays Mike in the movie, who is mm-hmm. Ian Miller's best friend. Um but she's, this is her vision. And uh, thankfully, she got this movie made and Rita Wilson saw it and was like, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll produce it or whatever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just and you can learn more about it, I'm sure, in Allison's piece. But she's just like, thank you, Nia. You you did it. You did it. And we are forever grateful. Agreed. I feel like all of us would have picked her had this, but that would have been a boring category. So I originally picked Windex, which is not a real answer, but because it has like its own identity in this movie. And when I think about it back pre rewatching it, I think about Windex. Um, (laughs) But my real pick, if I had to choose, was my man Aiden, aka Joe Corbett, because his chemistry with her is amazing. Off the charts. So real. He really sells it every time. And so does she. He does. Yeah. Agreed. Great picks. Um, again, I got here last, so I had to get uh, creative. <laughs> but I I feel strongly about this. I love Andrea Martin, iconic character actress, Andrea Martin, who plays Aunt Vula in this mm-hmm. movie. And if mm-hmm. it's like, it's one of, she's one of those actresses where like, listening to this, you're probably like, who is Andrea Martin? Maybe. But if you yeah. Google her, you're like, oh, her, you know, mm-hmm. like you've yeah. seen her Icon, in a million legend. things. Yeah. Uh, but she's just really funny in this movie. And she has so all good. these like very funny scene stealing moments. Like she oh. feels uh, Ian's hair. Like the first time they meet, <laughs> she just like grabs his hair and like caresses his luscious locks. And I was like, yeah. yep, it's you. It's you. You're my MVP. So <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great pick. That is okay. a great pick. Let's oh. do lightning round real quick. This is a really funny question. Who wrote this? Amelia. I did. Amelia. <laughs> Amelia yeah. asks, is this Joey Fatone's peak that guy role? Great question. Thank you. I uh, misunderstood this. I thought you meant this is like, is this Joey Fatone's peak acting role? <laughs> and so I said, does Joey Fatone have other roles? Because I've never <laughs> seen Okay, he was in in Lance Bass's movie On the Line. Oh, I'm so sorry for missing that one. He appears on Impractical Jokers. Okay, okay. all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, he's fine in this. He doesn't have a lot to do, but it's like, oh, that's Joey Fatone when (laughs) you see him. It's a small role, but it's, you know, it's integral to the family portion of it. Yeah, I I think I meant this as like, and I didn't specify enough, but... A general, his general role in pop culture as, you know, whatever he is, is he th- that guy, like he's that guy in NSYNC. He's the NSYNC guy. You know, I mean, you can say that for everyone in NSYNC, but uh, yeah. I think honestly, this role is better than his role in NSYNC because again, it's just like he's background guy in NSYNC. And in this role, it's like, oh, he's family member in my big fat Greek wedding. claim. Yeah. I buy it. I buy it. I wonder if he auditioned for the brother or something oh, like that. Feels you like- know what? 
I could see that. A cousin. But he's in some of it. He's in some of this movie, I would say. He is in some of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's all we can say about John. <laughs> he is in this movie. Okay. Next lightning round question. John Corbett. Is he most charming as the Sex in the City guy? My big fat Greek wedding guy? Or to all the boys I love before guy? First of all, incredible run of acronyms. <laughs> Amelia posted this and it's SATC. M-B-F-G-W or T-A-T-B-I-L-B. I'm like, he's never allowed to do just like one word titles from now on. It has to be something that we can shorten into an acronym. Uh, I, I'm i not like super well acquainted with him. Like these are kind of the only things I've seen him in and I have only seen no, yeah, the Sex and the City movies that we did on Cringe Mode. <laughs> um, I think he like looks the best in this. I do like mm. the hair, like despite what I said. <laughs> um... I'm not super familiar with Aiden like in his prime. So I think that's like my blind spot. But he's extremely charming in all of these things. Like he's a mm-hmm. clear highlight in all of these he's movies and shows. He's such a good actor. He's so he's perfect. Great. He's very underrated. In my head, he is Aiden. And I don't even recognize him as John Corbett. I will never remember that name because I watched Sex and the City and have rewatched it. So in my heart, he will always be that person. I think mm-hmm. and that is his identity in my head. What about you? Are you, do you like his long hair better or his like short hair in the later Sex and the City movies? <sighs> Great question. I did, I did poo poo on his long hair in the low lights, <laughs> but if he can rock it, he can rock it. He does have some volume, some curl. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not just straight. Yeah. Which true. I appreciate. It's true. I just love, I mean, <sighs> this movie is so good and he's so charming in this and the dad's like Ian Miller and I just I just love that because he is Ian Miller he's he's really sweet and he goes along with everything and I, I just I don't I mean what can I say I mean there's also I just want to I was going to add this in the highlights too but um, I was like there are too many highlights I'm sorry <laughs> but the relationship between Tula and her brother when uh, Ian is getting baptized into the Greek oh, yeah. Orthodox Church. And she's like, any minute now, he's going to look at me and go, ha, right, you're so not worth this. And then the brother goes, yes, you are. I thought that was really sweet. Oh, and, and, and again, it just encompasses Ian's love for her and that he's willing to go through all these, you know, crazy things. And it's just like, it's so sweet. I just love this movie. I haven't seen so you this good. happy in a long time. We should do this more often. We should, Amelia, <laughs> yeah. you can dictate every cringe mode we do moving forward. <laughs> We'd have um, to rename the ca- the category, but it's fine. We could do that. <laughs> Just a, good, a movie that really loves. Good movies. Yeah. <laughs> we'll okay. workshop it. Let's do final category. Tea times unanswerable questions. Amelia, this go is ahead. so cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. This has been um, here since Monday. Amelia has been waiting <laughs> to ask this question all week. I'm so happy you said that. Keith. Just the first thing in the outline. This okay. Week. Listen, listen, I have been really into wrestling lately. As I have stated before, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get into the WWE. (laughs) And now I am in. And there are other wrestling companies, whatever. I didn't know that. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so I'm going to circle back to wrestling because, again, I was watching these really great documentaries on Discovery Plus. There's a China one on there that I loved. There's a um, there's this Vice series called Dark Side of the Ring where you learn all the kind of nefarious things uh, in professional wrestling. But I was wondering if any of the listeners have recommendations for 
you know, books or documentaries. I'm really just using this as a personal, like, help me here uh, to learn more about the WWE slash WWF because they had to rebrand um, the Attitude Era in the 90s where we saw the rise of D-Generation X, um, Triple <laughs> H, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm really interested by them. And I also learned that Tarzan from Magic Mike, you know, the old guy who's like, my back, my knees. Um, he was actually a huge effing deal in wrestling. Amelia. Yes. Are you familiar with a little regular podcast called The Book of Wrestling? Okay. I was just going to say that. <laughs> it is quite literally about the Attitude Era. Oh, is it? I in partnership with the WWE. <laughs> It comes out on Wednesdays on the Ring of Wrestling. It's already feed. out. Wait, is it by David Shoemaker. By, okay, I like David Shoemaker. I was going to say Great. if it's hosted by anyone other than like David. That no. <laughs> no, I like him a lot. I was going to say, I wouldn't listen to anyone but David Shoemaker. There you we'll go. Talk about it. Um, I swear incredible. to God, this was not like a plant. I swear yeah, to Amelia God. Yeah, I have no idea not. what's happening on I just, I, Yeah, I don't have all the 411 on all the podcasts like you guys do. So this is, okay, <laughs> I, my question has been answered. So never wait, mind. Wait, but you have another unanswerable question in here. I thought this was the main unanswerable question. Okay, that's she posted right. a picture of okay. what's Tarzan's name in wrestling? His name is Tarzan Kevin Magic Nash. Mike. Kevin Nash. Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash. She posted a picture of Kevin Nash on his Magic Mike XXL poster and in yeah. parentheses said, Do I need to get out more or is he kind of hot? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I thought this was the unanswerable question. Amelia. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, I think both things can be true. Okay. I think, listen, he's jacked. He's, he's got jacked. great hair. He does. Uh, and I think also He's possibly grizzled. you you have been in Minnesota for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, yeah, you're Amelia? okay. Two for two. Both of my questions have been answered. Thank Great. you. Great. I'm so glad. She quite literally made the outline this week to put this question in. Yes. I'm really happy you got what you were looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, last one, Kate. So my unanswerable question <laughs> is, inspired by a post from Zillow Gone Wild, which posts weird mm. listings and houses on Zillow. And this week, there is a house in Wisconsin, and Zillow Gone Wild said, this 420,000 LOL house in Onalaska, Wisconsin, is a good example of what happens when your Michael's obsession goes one sign too far. So there are several, you know, signs throughout the house. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but it's like the live, laugh, love, the but first coffee, the, mm, you know, the chuggy signs that you see on Pinterest and at TJ Maxx and, you know, a favorite of like white Midwestern moms above the age of 40. There's also a great segment in baskets about these signs. Anyways, sorry. They're an ongoing joke, really, I think, of the past sort of five to seven years mm -hmm. uh, that used to be beloved oh, yeah. and still is. However, the last sign featured in this post is in the bedroom and it's above the bed and it says, welcome to pound town. <laughs> so my question is, obviously, Twitter just absolutely ran with this. But mm -hmm. my question is, if you sold your apartment or house or your parents' house that you're currently in, Amelia, on Zillow today, you took pictures of every room as it currently is decorated. What is your pound sound sign? Like what's wow. the, and it doesn't have to be that bad. Obviously, I hope it isn't. But what is the weird or cringe thing that people would be tweeting pictures of your residence and being like, can you believe this apartment has so many this or like zoom in on this or like wait hmm. till you get to the last slide and you see this in the kitchen. Like what's your mm -hmm. embarrassing thing in your apartment that people would 
go viral a, on Twitter, if anything. Great question. Thank you. I have an answer to this, Amelia, if you need some time to think. Yes, please. Let's okay. go for it. So I, too, am currently living in my parents' house, which means I'm living in my childhood bedroom. And there is, at this point, a fossil on the wall of a sign that I made. I don't even remember when. Perhaps when I was under 10 to keep people out of the room. And it has stayed. And I put that like sticky tack on it originally back in the day. And I can't get it off now. And now it's like (laughs) kind of this like, like auburny, like parchment material. Like as if you like looked at a really like 18th century document. It looks like that now. But it says, and I pulled this up on Instagram because I was thinking about this question. It says, please knock or do not disturb genius at work. I'm probably working Mm. on a play or book that I'm writing or doing homework, reading or cleaning up my room. Caution. I'm probably singing while doing so at all costs. Cover your ears and duck. Thank you, Liz. It looks like this. I'll text this to you guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it will be there forever. I can't get it off. I have actually tried multiple times. Um, and I can't. My God. I love a Liz Kelly childhood uh, (laughs) anecdote. I know. They never fail. It has. To entertain. Incredible. Shit like that is all over my room. And so you can, and you cannot peel it off at this point. So people would just have to buy it as is, I think. Right. It would have to be like decorations come with. Yes. uh, And you have to keep the sign up. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. That's so funny. That's and that I like how there's a lot of like stipulations too. There are yeah. a lot of rules. Yeah. I like that. It makes I sense. Like it that. makes sense. I obviously have nothing like the uh pound town sign. And I don't have anything like that because I kind of semi recently moved, so I don't have that much embarrassing stuff. I would say one, I have like a lot of K-pop stuff. Not like big, like standees. Mm. Like I don't have like you're thinking like, oh, she has like a big, you know, like the one direction standees that people <laughs> have where they have like a full size Harry in their room. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. But like if you zoom in, I think like, you know, magazines on the coffee table or like a print on the wall or like stuff like that. I think people mm-hmm. would make fun of. Also, on in that vein, I am susceptible to cat things ever since I got a cat. Like I'll walk into TJ Maxx mm. and I would never buy these kinds of signs. But like the things that are like cat people live here or like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. I'm always like, wow, I have a cat. And I feel like I just understand now where the like coffee lovers who see these signs are like, I have to tell the world that I love coffee. Like this is, I must buy this because I too love coffee. Like I, I get it now. Like I feel yeah. targeted by things with cats on them. So I do have like cat blankets and cat mugs and Things oh, like that now. Because I'm like, I just see it and I'm like, wow, I have a cat. That's for me. You do. Um, that cat is your child now. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't, nothing, but like, yeah, I don't have anything uh, that if I was in my parents' house, I probably could do better with this prompt that I, of course, came up with. But uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing huge. But I think I also have a lot of mugs for a single person. I feel like they would look oh. in the kitchen and be like, one person lives here. Why are there 30 mugs in the cabinets? And I'd be like, <laughs> you know what? It's a great question. It's a great question. Amelia, looking behind you, it seems like you don't have anything embarrassing in your room either. Yeah, I actually no. really like that peace sign that you have that you appear in front oh. of sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was um, my mom kind of added it after I left for college. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's I have this like little uh, clay thing of like little paw prints from a hamster that I have <laughs> when That's it died. Sweet. Yeah. Guys, these well, are very sweet. Yeah. Are they? Sentimental. The internet I would mean, never make fun of us for this. Oh, We're too good. Uh, we'll see about yeah. that. I guess we'll see after we record this podcast. <laughs> it's true. Okay. All right. So no pound town signs. I feel good. I feel like, you know, I just had to make sure you never know. 
Yeah. Where people are like hanging in their bedroom. Both got answers to your questions, which rarely happens. So I'm Incredible. happy for you too. Incredible. Okay. Thanks. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Owell. And I'm Amelia Wetmore. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.